Hi everyone, welcome to the Hub Podcast. This is your next episode with the topic of learning and development. So we've brought the expert into the room as we always do, as we can talk about learning and development, but there's no one better than the experts that operate in that sector day in, day out, and that have a passion for it. So I've invited Claire here today. So Claire, do you just want to introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Yeah, thanks, Zoe. My name's Claire Cahill. I'm an executive confidence and leadership coach. My business is Ascendo Coaching and Training, and Ascendo is the Latin for Ignite. And that's what I do when I work with my coaching clients, Ignite their potential to be their best self. And you definitely do that. That was apparent uh, when we first met in networking. You knew what it was going to be called. You knew the reason behind it and what was pushing you forward at that time. I believe it was garden leave and you wanted to come networking just to explore and test the water. And obviously we was very supportive of what you wanted to do. And it's great to see that journey. And that's the reason we've invited uh, Claire to the podcast, because we know we like, we trust Claire. We know she's an expert in her field when we're talking about the topic of learning and development. So as you know, if you're an avid listener, we change the topic of conversation every month. So we're focusing on business development, but also what we look after, which is uh, strategy and market intelligence. So I've explained a little bit about the background just there, Claire, but do you just want to explain a little bit more about what brings you to this point and kind of your experience in the learning and development field to give our listeners a little bit more insight into who you are and how you help others. Yeah, so um, I started my career with Nationwide Building Society. And I remember my mum saying, just get your foot in the door, Claire, and see where it leads. Well, 29 years later, I was still working for Nationwide, even though I spent a lot of time working in different parts of the organization. And, you know, I always had goals, I always had aspirations, and I always, you know, invested in me, even when I worked in corporate world. And it was from when I returned um, to my role as a a leader after having my second son that I had my own confidence crisis. Mm -hmm. And I did something that I'd never done in the whole of my career. And that was I took... 12 weeks off work with work-related stress because I didn't know who I was anymore. And when I say who I was, I mean Claire Cahill. So I was a wife, I was a mother, I was a daughter, I was a leader, but I just got lost along the way. And that's when I realized that my road to recovery was I had to invest in myself. Nobody was gonna, you know, come and rescue me. Nobody was gonna you know, say, well, this is who you are, Claire, and this is what you're all about. I had to go on that journey myself. And that was really the first time that I started to invest financially and from a time perspective in my own personal development and really, really understand who I am, what I do, why I do it, who I do it for. And that got me, you know, in as a professional coach and set up my own business. Yeah, definitely. And I think we can all resonate with that. I think we've all uh, been lost at certain times. Um, we, I mean, just before this call, we mentioned about actually we are the individuals that get in our own way. 
I made a reference to it in terms of health and fitness and going back to the gym. My gym literally is down the road. It, it's quicker to walk than it is to drive to my gym, but still I put an excuse in front of my way. Um, and I think it's really important that you actually recognise that. And obviously I know you, you've you never done that before in terms of taking that time away from the business, but it allows you to invest in the most valuable asset, which is, we've talked about it before on this podcast, we are our most valuable asset. If we, A lot of the listeners, a lot of the members within the community of the hub are one-man band businesses, sole traders or limited companies with a small team. If we remove ourselves out of the equation, is there a business? Is there a business left existing? So we've got to look after ourselves. And we, I know we have similar backgrounds in terms of corporate, but in different fields. Um, and I started with the reason why I, I suggested it to the group to do learning and development this month was because last month I'd not done learning and development since I left my corporate role. Um, other than supporting, I know we've done workshops together with these, with yourself and Rebecca Norton. And so I'd done bits of learning and development, but I felt like I hadn't for a while, probably since COVID, taking myself out of the business, learning a different topic. Um, and I was introduced to Aberdale Training at the Business Village and we took some half-day workshops with them just for imposter syndrome, really getting out of his own way um, and uh, looking at leadership um, in, in a different form in terms of uh, our own experiences. Can we identify the difference between management and leadership and who comes to mind and sharing them experiences kind of like a round table group format rather than kind of workshop delivery and it was just really insightful and I actually felt ignited to and energized to do what I wanted to do what was left on my desk which in an afternoon if anyone knows me knows I'm a night owl so I'm good in the morning, in an afternoon, that's my low period. And then I come back to life at night. And I think that's just because of the corporate background I have is hospitality. And that's very much breakfast is your rush. <laughs> lunch uh, after lunch is where it calms down. And then obviously evening kicks in for evening activities. So I think I'm programmed that way uh, with it, my moods. But it just showed me the difference it made with me. And I wanted to obviously offer that to, to our members as well. So why do you feel in your background and your expertise, why it is so important to take that time out to work on uh, learning and development of, of ourselves in our businesses? Well, I think one of the things that my takeaway from corporate world was I had an opportunity to take a team of disengaged employees on their own journey of self-discovery. Mm -hmm. And that gave me all of the material to then write and publish my own book. And what I learned from that team and what I've been able to put in my um, workshop since is if you're a leader in your business and that could be if you're a leader in your own business because I have a belief that we are all leaders in our own right even if we're a solopreneur because we might outsource and we might build a team around us that until you understand yourself inside out how on earth can you even begin to understand others yeah so Part of my CPD accredited workshop that I run is allowing individuals to spend time working in a group, mm -hmm. 
really understand themselves going through different tools techniques that that you can but not just having a workbook that then goes in a drawer never to see daylight again because that was my biggest bugbear in corporate world you'd go on a workshop you could tick a box oh yeah this group of individuals has had a learning and development activity we can tick that off the workbook would go in the drawer never to see daylight again yeah. How I've now structured my programs is that workbook comes out every single time we meet. And what I have conversations about is, is so how have you now applied that knowledge day to day? And yeah. what's been the impacts of applying that knowledge and what skills are you developing? And mm-hmm. how are those skills that you're developing really making a difference to you, mm-hmm. your business and others that you come into contact with and what behaviours are you developing along the way and how are those behaviors helping and hindering yeah you your business and other people mm-hmm. so that was really my <clears throat> biggest I suppose that's a, a yeah a learning takeaway from my own experiences yeah and then considering how can I pass that passion that energy that knowledge onto mm-hmm. others for it to have a wider um impact and influence yeah I agree because I, I read a start when I did some sales training not so long ago after getting ignited with obviously doing more uh, development and um it was shared to me by Mike Hardcastle who if you're an avid listener do go back to the podcast where we talked about empathic selling but was talking about um what people retain when they engage with your services, whether it's in a workshop format, whether it's in one-to-one, or you're talking in terms of a keynote uh, presentation to your audience, and he shared that only really 5% will go away and apply it. Um, And I resonated with that because in my corporate experience, I had a learning and development trainer within Hilton called Caroline, and she very much was about that. She very much was like, right, so what one thing can you do when you get back to your desk that can make an impact and a difference to yourself or your team. And then before she left the, for the day, she would ask us what we'd done uh, and make sure we were being made accountable. And I think that's really useful that you have that format within, obviously, your delivery and your um, kind of products and services to ensure that happens. But a lot of people do struggle with that, don't they, Claire? So why do you think that is that people struggle so much with this topic in actually developing themselves do you think it's imposter syndrome or do you think it's something else I think it's about whenever we make the decision to make that investment in ourselves we have to be prepared to step outside of our comfort zone yeah and by stepping outside of that comfort zone creates whatever thoughts emotions behaviors Mm -hmm. and some of us will go straight to panic zone and that can be when imposter syndrome can can kick in yeah because we just have that sudden flux of Mm -hmm. thoughts emotions that put us into panic and really what that imposter wants to do is to keep you safe so they want to take you back to the comfort zone where it's safe but we know that when we operate in that comfort zone and we do have to be in that comfort zone for certain parts of of the day or else otherwise Mm -hmm. it's exhausting yeah we know that we only grow and 
and I I call it that magical stretch zone is yeah. when we're out of our comfort zone but not yet gone to our panic zone yeah. and we're consciously thinking about what we're doing why we're doing it how am I learning how is this making an impact that's then when the magic happens and, yeah. and as you know from our conversation the other day unless you take the action yeah. you're gonna stay where you've always been so yeah. Stay in that comfort zone, or you'll stay in that panic zone. But yeah. it's scary, exciting, exhilarating. There's lots of different words that people will use when yeah. they're in that place that is stretched. It's uncomfortable, but that is where we grow. Yeah. And that's where we need to operate when we're in that learning and development space. Yeah. I mean, definitely, we've spoken about it before within the community. Uh, and within the network if you feel uncomfortable that's good Um, I mean I go to um, a lot of keynote speakers in terms of getting invited with clients um, and I know there's a lady called Danny Wallace and every time she goes onto the stage she'll ask the audience are they sitting comfortably and everyone like if you've never been before you'd be like yes I'm sitting comfortably like obviously hi I'm having a nice time and she's like no you you missed my point are you sitting comfortably? So the more you go to her keynote speaks, that's what she always starts with. And what she wants you to answer to is, no, I'm not, because that means you're in a position to grow. If you are sat there quite comfortable, again, just like you've said, Claire, really you're not going to change. I mean, I asked the question within the community to, to the members, why do you feel like you don't do what you need to do within your business, even though it's a priority? And a lot of people said motivations, a lot of people said lack of knowledge, a lot of people said kind of scared of that next step. Uh, and it, it very much is, even if you are worried, are you before that panic stage, like really looking to yourself, like Katie Ford, who's uh, been on uh, the podcast, um, actually she was the first episode, and she literally said you've got to kind of be mindful of how you're feeling because actually how you're feeling might be indicating to you that you are in that position to grow because you do feel uncomfortable or like you've, you've mentioned Claire you're in between that comfortable stage and panic stage and that's not really a bad thing so is there any top tips you can share to help listeners um, and help members within the community that might be thinking right how would I identify that how would I know that that's something I need to do for my business in terms of develop it? Is there anything you can share as a top tip that would identify that's the right move for them to make? So I'm always a big fan of journaling. Not everybody will like it. Um, I don't do it every day. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy not to do it when you're in a good space. But yeah. I think there is value to add to still do it when you're in a good place. Because, yeah. again, if we've got good thoughts, good emotions, good energy, the likelihood is we'll be really, really productive in our yeah. business because we'll have that motivation to step out and do something mm -hmm. likewise if we're not in the best space the likelihood is there's a blocker so yeah. if your intention was I don't know to reach out to 10 people today to explore the possibility of working with them Let, let's say 10 people in the week because then mm -hmm. you can say that's two people a day 
and you didn't do that I'd be more curious to know why didn't you do it yeah there'll be a blocker and that blocker will is then the thing that you need to work on just the same as well actually if you did reach out and speak to take two people consistently for five days why was that and this is why I'm a firm believer of as a coach I have a coach and every coach needs a coach and I would never ever ask any of my potential clients or clients to make an investment in themselves if I wasn't prepared to make that investment in myself yeah I have a coach who will be my cheerleader and you know will support encourage inspire but she will also give me the kick up the backside so if I say I'm going to do something and I then haven't done that Mm -hmm. I know that's the conversation that we're going to start because what she's looking to identify is so what really got in the way yeah um and it's almost about if it's a non-negotiable and it's in the diary yeah so you wouldn't turn up or you wouldn't not turn up for a client yeah so why would you then not turn up to make a phone call that could potentially be a client yeah yeah. And it's understanding that. And I just think journaling can really give you that insight because it's, I suppose it's a bit like, yeah, when I was a teenager, I had a diary and yeah. I kept a diary until my mum read it. Then I never kept it again. <laughs> it was almost like you've invaded my private yeah. space. But yeah. for me, a journal is about your safe space where you yeah. can download. And then when you work with a coach, again, you only share what you feel comfortable to share. But it's about remembering that's mm-hmm. that safe space where nobody's going to judge whatever yeah. you do, whatever you say, whatever you think. Yeah, it's going to help peel back the onion layers so mm-hmm. that you can understand yourself better. Yeah, so you can understand others. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you mentioned journaling and uh, as you know, I journal as well. And I can, when you mentioned the diary, I can even picture my first diary. It was when um, like furry books, if you remember them, when they were um, in in the 90s were popular and it were bright yellow with a chicken on it. Um, But it was literally my pride and joy. I was so like um, kind of protective over that diary because I didn't want anyone to read it. And then my brother read it. And then I, I didn't do journaling until I started working on my mindset with Katie Ford, who I've mentioned through her becoming a client and me basically getting to know kind of her methodology. And we started journaling and picking that back up again. And it is just so beneficial. I mean, I shared it. Mike Lawrence, who, you know, within our network, he actually did a presentation and then pointed me out at the end saying, Zoe, can you share your routine? And my routine, and again, very similar to Claire, I don't do it every day. And to be fair, I do it when it's not so good days, uh, the more the good days, but I am trying to put it back into my routine that I do do it religiously because it's so beneficial. I mean, and I know it's beneficial because I mentioned the diary. Mine went onto a bucket list. I achieved everything off my bucket list by the time I was 30. Have I put anything else on that bucket list since I was 30? No, I have not. Have I achieved any massive goals in the business? Yes, but not to what I could achieve. So it does facilitate. So my routine is journaling at night rather than the morning, uh, doing my gratitudes, uh, reading at least one chapter of a book that has a positive affirmation that can change and leave kind of 
my mindset in a positive way rather than being on my phone at night. Um, and then subject to how I'm feeling, I might put 15 minutes worth of meditation on. That's kind of my routine at night. Do I have that in the morning? No, I do not. As we've uh, just shared, the gym is going to be coming into my routine in the morning. But it, you've got to pick what works for you. So whatever uh, that might be, you might not want to journal. You might want to write it down on a piece of paper and then uh, rip it up in the morning because that might be therapeutic to you. Whatever you need to really download and get out of your own way, I think, is what you need to take from from Claire's top tip and obviously just sharing my experience too because it is it does come down to what Claire has said your blockage we had a conversation earlier this week on the difference between coaching and consulting Claire's a coach I'm a consultant but what you find is the similar blockages that come up with your clients so I had one client on accountability process that wouldn't do this task and after a couple of times of setting that same task because I knew it would work I had to ask the question what's stopping you and it was the fear of being on the phone and fearing of that cold tail and so we did a little bit of work on that because it wasn't cold outreach it was with existing client database and instead of setting a certain amount of calls per day, we went down to one. So we went really well way back because at least then five calls, positive calls was happening. When I met with her the following month to see how that went, she got nine bookings, got nine different pieces of business from it. So it just shows you that with what Claire says, if you can find that blockage and work on it and find how you can get around that blockage, it is going to be really beneficial for your learning and your development and ultimately bring your business and move your business forward because we are our best assets, aren't we? Um, so you've mentioned um, at the beginning of the podcast, Claire, about obviously how you've adapted um, your um, kind of main product um, and meeting up with them regular, regular and making sure they're bringing that workbook out with them so what is next for for ignite and kind of your your services um with with what you offer in the confidence and learning space so i think for, for me what i've learned over this last 12 months is the power of coaching one to many Mm-hmm. Um, not just from a time my time perspective, but also when you've got a group, a small group of pe- like-minded people mm-hmm. that are all invested in their personal development, want to step outside of the comfort zone, and are happy with that safe space, knowing that whatever's discussed in that room doesn't leave that room; that it is all confidential. Mm-hmm. The power of having different people in the room yeah is even as the coach where I ask the questions dependent upon what the group answers somebody else in that group might ask another question either one because something's resonated with them and therefore they're naturally curious and it's the next natural question or they might go into that um mentor role and say I've been in that situation this helped for me so as a coach I would never go into that mentor role without permission whereas within the group they might share experiences so having worked with um, a few apprentices who have been senior leaders Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm also now looking to do mastermind groups. So again, if there's leaders in businesses, you can either come on my Ignite Your Potential program, which is 24 hours worth of CPD accreditation. It's very structured because it takes mm-hmm. you through all of the modules. Or if somebody wants to go into that mastermind group, so they are a leader in their business, they've got some challenges, want to be in a group and are happy, almost a little bit like what you talked about, you round table, bring the problem to the table. I then facilitate that discussion as as the coach through asking questions, probing a little bit deeper, but others then within that space can then share their insight, reflect back, and share their experiences yeah um, that's really the next steps for me so whilst I've still got my one-to-one clients and whilst I'll always still have one-to-one clients yeah. it's just a good investment in time yeah. um, to coach one-to-many and do the workshops as well as the mastermind groups um, and one of the things that I just thought about when we were talking about journaling if, if people don't like the word journaling but they are a leader, either on an employed basis or a leader in their own business, they might want to reframe it and consider that they're developing their reflective leadership mm-hmm. practice. Because as a leader, it's really important that you do spend time reflecting on what's gone well and why has it gone well so you can do more of it, what's not yeah. gone well that therefore you need to change. Mm-hmm. And it's almost that, stop, start, continue. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to continue doing this. Yeah. By having those group sessions, people will get different insights. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and it's great to see that involvement because that is, as you know, one of the reasons we have the one-to-one, the group and the hub offer is because one for time in terms of our perspective, but also to service delivery in terms of, you never know what is a preferred learning style until you start engaging with that conversation with who you wish to work with. And that comes with learning and development as well. So um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, yes, I'd like to obviously get involved in what Claire has shared, whether that be mastermind or obviously the the accredited um, part or the one-to-one part, um, Claire's going to share her details shortly. Uh, but just maybe reflect on how you best learn because there's not a fixed way for everybody. It's, I mean, I prefer to learn in a group format because of other feedback and I prefer, you can imagine with my event experience, I prefer being in a room with people. I'm a social butterfly. Um, I am an extrovert, but I'm also an introvert. I'm in the middle. So I do like that online learning isn't for me because it doesn't have that interaction it doesn't allow me to ask the questions that I want to ask to the person it's very much obviously on an automated basis so when you're thinking about this topic listening to this podcast do please ask yourself the question how do I like to learn um, and what is the preferred style for me but always ask the experts because the expert will have an option for you or like I have always said guys if I don't know someone, I'll know someone who can. Because if the preferred learning style isn't what you've heard today, then it might be something else on an automated basis, for example, that is more key for you. But there's always options with people like Claire in experts in Claire or in the learning and development circle of business. So if you do want to uh, reach out to Claire, 
Uh, Claire, how would be best for our listeners to do that if they're listening to this and thinking, yes, I'd like to do obviously that longer term work or the masterminds more for me or even one to one. How are they best getting in touch with you? So I'm always on LinkedIn. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn and that's Claire Cahill. Or you can um, go to my website, which is www.ascendocoaching.co.uk. And you'll see then um, there's a a contact me button, which you can then say what it is that you're interested in. That will then send an email to claire at ascendocoaching.co.uk. And that's typically how I you know um get in touch with people or yeah. if you do want to phone me then you can phone me and my contact details are on my website as well yeah definitely because a lot of people do still like to use the phone guys yeah. especially when it comes to learning development because it can be quite personal and what I would say is obviously our members are obviously majority individual business owners you are your own leader this is a conversation myself and Claire had earlier this week so don't think you have to have a team to learn and develop yourself. You can learn and develop yourself as an individual because as we've touched upon on many occasions, you are your best asset and you have to kind of get out of your own way to move forward and be in that space between comfortable and and panic. (laughs) And I'm sure there's a better way to say the panic, but that's what it is on the tin um it's the uncomfortable stage um and yeah i just really appreciate you coming along today and sharing your expertise um thank you for listening this is episode 18 we'll be with you next month for may can't believe we're already um two nearly two months into quarter two so it'll be christmas before you know it and yes i have said the c word guys uh so we look forward to bringing you the next episode in may and do reach out to claire if you wish with the contact information she's provided if you'd like to learn more about igniting your own potential with her services um and thanks for listening